Welcome to the 64th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. I'm Sam Clark, and with me as always, the cash to my card, Brandon Gross. Cash card. I'm a, I'm a regular old cash card. You're you're the cash, and I'm the card. Don't mix it up, Brandon. Uh, I'm the cash. Wait, you're the cash. I'm, I'm the, the card. No, oh, the cash. That's you. So you're the cash to my card. <sighs> okay. So I'm a debit slash credit card. Gotcha. You are cold hard cash. Is this a shot at me because I was swindled in New York by a Lyft driver? <laughs> no, this wasn't a shot at you. But please tell the anecdote. Now that I will. So uh, we were off last week. Obviously, Sam and I switched coast. I stayed in your apartment. Stayed mm-hmm. with your cat. Yes. I slept in wore your bed, clothes. Yeah, wore, wore your clothes, clothes yeah. grew a mustache, pretended to be you, went to your job. Um, yeah, but I, I went with a friend for a comedy festival at the theater that your lovely lovely girlfriend works at. You guys mm-hmm, were not mm-hmm. there, and not I thought there. we were not. I was not going to see you, but um, yeah. So we were putzing around the city, my friend and I, that we were, that I was performing with, and we went from a pizza place mm-hmm. in Williamsburg to the theater where your lovely girlfriend works at where we were performing. And uh, I noticed on my bank account later Uh-oh. that, hey, I got a, I got a, this was a $100 Uber, but it was only a, it was only a couple miles. Hard to take a $100 Uber if you're not going to an airport, frankly. Very it's hard. incredibly difficult. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I go to Lyft and I say, hey, Lyft, uh, what's the deal? And they said, oh, it's because you have a damage fee of $80. Mm, And I go, we didn't damage anything. What are you talking about? They're like, we sent you the pictures. I go, you didn't send me anything. What pictures? (laughs) And they send me a picture of a spilled Starbucks cup in the backseat, just flooding this person's backseat. Unbelievable you do that. We didn't go to Starbucks. It was 845 (laughs) at night. That's not good to drink caffeine. No, that's a bad idea. You're not sleeping if you drink caffeine Mm -mm. that late. And Lyft, they stuck by this person. And I think this person that drove us, I think her plan was, hey, I'm going to, I have an old picture when my buddy spilled some Starbucks on my backseat. I'm going to take that Mm -hmm. picture. I'm going to say, this dude did this. And I'm going to get that $80 damage fee. And Lyft stood by them. Unbelievable. Really, really Swindled in the big city. Frankly. Yeah, living in the big city. Also, does that mean that she looked at you and thought that you were somebody that she could 100% take advantage of? (laughs) I think she saw two white, two white boys. Yes. Uh, going to a comedy theater and said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to an improv show. I can at least get 80 bucks out of these douchebags. Easy. They're spending 350 for an improv class. I'm going to get 80 from them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely the, the, the worst part of your New York City trip, I hope, though, right? Oh, the worst part. It was a delight. And we got to see each other on Monday. We took a lovely we picture. We ta- yeah, if, you're, if you follow us on Twitter, you saw the picture. Brandon and I embraced for the first time in three years over three years it would have been what like uh, when did you leave that was last time i saw you 2019 spring 2019 yeah spring 2019 so that would have been three years ago look at us brand look how far we've come look at us look how much we've grown and we and as i noted on our twitter we look like the same person you you i was i I did not realize how similar our haircuts were until i saw that photo the same angle i was like oh no we have the same haircut and uh I think what's stressful is you're my only friend that's taller than me, and I don't like it. Oh, no. Makes me feel weird. You saw the pic and saw that I, I'm a, a, a 6'2 gentleman and got you're a little intimidated. You're a 6'2. I'm only a 5'11 or a 6 gentleman myself. You're a 6. Round up. Come on. All if you're right. 5'11, I'm a 6. You're six. 
Who's gonna um, Who's gonna hold your feet to the fire on that? I'm only a six gentleman, and you're a six two gentleman, and I don't like it. Normally, I got a bunch of short kings rolling around me here. <laughs> you gotta be hanging out with all of your your shortest friends. Only take pictures with short friends. I've always said that, Brandon. Okay, well, that was the last picture we'll ever take together, buddy. So That's you better... true. It is also astonishing. Do you think we're the only people who have hosted a podcast that have not seen each other? Over the year and a half, they've made the podcast. Like this has got to be close to a, a Guinness World is Record. It, is this a record? I uh, think it's a record. Watch out, I Joey think Chestnut. unless I bet there's some sad podcast that's like someone in a long distance relationship. It's like mm. this is a great way for us to stay in touch and broadcast how it's like being in a long distance relationship. That's actually a good idea for a podcast, Brandon. Mm, okay, let's. <laughs> We're pitch on it. to something. We're pitching it to somebody. Let's pitch um, it. How was well, your great, how, how was your West Coast festivities though? My West Coast trip was a blast. Um, it was a bit of a whirlwind because uh, Miranda and I got in at like midnight on Wednesday night. I had worked all day that day, left. We flew out of Newark, um, got into Portland at yeah midnight on West Coast time. Um, and it was a blast. It was great. I haven't seen my family in a little while, so it was really great seeing them. Um, catched up or caught up with a lot of like the, the extended family that you don't normally see all the time. Uh, we loved Portland. It's a phenomenal city. We had a great time. Uh, saw a little mountain, saw some coffee shops. Um, Sasa went to a vintage store, got some sushi, you name it. We did it all, Brandon. Um, my only worry leaving Portland now, though, is that Miranda liked it too much. Right. <laughs> Miranda, she had too good of a time there and is already being like, but what if we went to Portland uh, for a permanent stay? Mm, she did mention that to me as well. Um, and she may have put money down on some real estate. I'm oh, kidding. No. Please. She's investing in property in Portland. That's right. I know some people. I got her in touch. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you guys had fun. It did look pretty. Portland's great. Uh, did you did you go to a particular breakfast place that that? Oh, you want to talk about gravy? We're sponsored by gravy today, everyone. We're sponsored by gravy. Sports drink. Heads up. We got a we got a sponsorship uh, by gravy, the local breakfast spot in Portland. Yeah, that was a really weird coincidence where um, where Miranda and I were staying was like a three to five minute walk from a breakfast spot called Gravy, and we went there. No recommendations from anybody. Just saw that it was around and thought it would be a good place to go. Um, went there, ate breakfast. I'm texting Brandon, being like, hey, you settling in? How was the plane ride? Hope the apartment's okay. Hope Winona's not screaming too much at you. Um, and you go, oh, no way. My favorite breakfast spot is actually in Portland. And I said, oh, what's it called? And you said gravy. And I said, Brandon, I was there an hour and a half ago. I was there so recently. I'm still digesting the eggs, my guy. <laughs> I'm digesting the eggs. I actually went, I did the classic, uh, ask the server what they recommend between two dishes. Um, and the server recommended a, a lunch sandwich over the country fried steak that I was eyeing. So what's uh, a I lunch went, sandwich? It's, I guess any sandwich is a lunch sandwich. If you eat it at lunch, right? <laughs> I meant, I, I didn't want you to confuse it with like a bacon, egg and cheese kind of thing. Oh, this gotcha. Like a, it's not called like the a lunch sandwich. Steak. You're just saying there's no <laughs> eggs. Yeah. No, it was not called Crystal the lunch clear. sandwich. Uh, it came with a picnic basket, Brandon. It was crazy. Um, no, it was like a, a Philly cheesesteak with fries is what I got. And it was good. It was good. I think I should have leaned into the breakfast more, but it was like noon by the time we showed up. And I'm not one for uh, for like sweet breakfast foods. I'm more of a rich breakfast food sure. kind of guy. Corn so. beef hash, man. That's what I got there. It was good. That's what, yeah. Okay, corn beef hash was a big hit. There was like a, a Verde chili kind of thing that was a big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the food was great. Service was great. Uh, also, I, I, I get reminded sometimes when I travel outside of New York City how affordable everything is in contrast. And to that's funny because it's Portland, which is also a very expensive city. But, yeah, but it's like $2.50 for a coffee instead of $4. Or like uh, we went and grabbed a, uh, got a drink at a brewery and it was like six fifty for a pint, not $8. Like there is 
a noticeable difference. And I, I'm sure it adds up eventually. It, it obviously didn't uh, it didn't save me a ton of money while I was there. But um, but no, we had a great time. Also, being in the middle of July and it being 75 degrees with very little humidity was a bit of a game changer. I'm not going to like walk out of JFK when we got back into New York City and get hit by the blanket of humidity uh, was a was a stark contrast to what we had experienced throughout the weekend. So you're telling me you're putting down money. You're coming out to Portland. <laughs> I've invested in some properties, Brandon. It's it's a <laughs> it's a it's a real steal. I promise. Um, no, who knows? Maybe we'll be a we'll be a West Coast podcast in the next five to ten years. Brandon. If there's a if they if Portland does get a team, we'll mm-hmm. just immediately go. We're immediately starting a Portland. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be opportunists. We'll be businessmen. We're the That's first. Not a bad idea. We're the first Port Portland. Uh, what do you think the Portland team's name is going to be? Well, their minor league team is the Portland Pickles, which is hard to oh, beat, frankly. Just bump that up, dude. Make that the major team. Just bump team. that up to a major team. I, uh, I, I did tell Miranda, though, that there was no major league baseball in Portland, and that will prevent me from moving to a city. Now, the Mariners are four hours away um, and a cool team, so maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe something I could support on the side. But, uh, but yeah, until there's – I mean, there's basketball, but outside of basketball, there's not a whole lot going on sports-wise in Portland. Um but it was awesome, dude. It was awesome. It's very funny also that uh, we haven't directly addressed this, but you visiting my apartment when I was out of town and the Marlins and Mets being in town when it happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, that also. <laughs> is a spit in the face. Yeah. You went to City Field and saw the Marlins and I didn't, which is not something that I, I, I would have predicted. Uh, I saw Sandy Alcantara pitch at you City Field um, against Taiwan Walker. I was immediately, I went into it. It was the Sunday game. I immediately went into it. Knowing it's going to be like one nothing, I was like, "There's yes. no chance there's going to be any home runs in this game," and there wasn't. It's a low um, scoring game for sure, guaranteed. The exciting thing was for me was Tywin Walker matched Sandy Alcantara um, for the most part. Sandy had the lower pitch yeah. count, but for the most part, he did he did his best to match Sandy Alcantara. Mets got a couple hits off Sandy. Luis Guillorme three for three. Um, I know, impressive. The Mets did end up getting that L though, two nothing in extra mm. innings. Brandon Nimmo feet from tying the game in the bottom of the tenth. <laughs> That was that. Yeah, that my stomach dropped because I was watching the game on my cell phone because I knew you were there uh, and obviously try to watch as much of any Marlins game as I can. Uh, and that was one of the louder outs I've seen in a long time. That was a scary, I know. scary And I was shot. on the right field line, so I saw the trajectory of that ball. Mm, and I saw brutal. it was Brian De La Cruz, I think, was in right field, right? Yeah, DLC. He was he lined that ball up, man. And I saw it and it was that was game over. Wasn't happy, that but was it, was, game over, it was you called it. It was great to be there. Great to be back at City Field. I uh, have to say Dodger Stadium, because I've obviously been going there more often mm-hmm. than other stadiums. Makes sense. they got to step the food up. Holy shit. So City talk Field, to me about your food experience. Yeah. So I had the Pat Lafrida steak, which you've not had yeah. yet, right? I have not had myself. This is right up your alley, because you're a steak man. You're a sandwich man. <laughs> I just uh, said that. I did. You got, you got to have you got to have the Pat Lafrida steak, filet mignon steak sandwich with cheese on an amazing, I think like an Italian bread. Amazing. Okay, sounds Highly good. recommend. Um, other things that look good, the polar bear burger looked good. The fried chicken looks mm-hmm. good. I saw you had the uh, the Mamafuka sandwich last time you told yes, me. Yes, I had I the saw spicy that. fried chicken sandwich. That, that was looked great. Um, uh, they have a, uh, like a french fry stand that looked fun. The food mm, at City okay. Field is kind of insane. It, it makes up for the lack of experience around the field. Because this is what we were talking about right. when, you were, when you were in town. Is that Yankee Stadium, worse on the inside, 
far superior on the outside. There's a bunch of like restaurants and bars and places to hang out right. immediately uh, outside the stadium. And City Field is kind of just City Field. I mean, yes. you can take the train one or two stops uh, more east or, or a couple stops more west uh, and get some great food uh, and some great drinks. But nothing in the immediate area. Like at, at Yankee Stadium, there's uh, you can walk from Yankee Stadium directly into a restaurant. Sure. Uh, um, you didn't mention, though, for the City Field food, which is a top City Field food for me, is the pastrami sandwich. I did not. So is the pastrami sandwich, is that the kosher market? Or no, that's a it different was, thing. It's third level, so it's higher. Okay, a lot of the, I was just a lot on of the, the main concourse. Foods, a lot of the good food is normally on the main concourse. Um, but maybe there, maybe there is pastrami on the first level. But um, in my experience, I've always gotten it. And uh, closer to left field, there's like a, a little bit of a dining drinking area um, mm-hmm. that's spread out. There's a lot of tables, a lot of uh, vendors. Um, and that's where I've always gotten the sandwich because I'm always in the 300 level. Um, but But maybe it's available on the first. I don't know. Yeah, the food's amazing, and going to Dodger Stadium. I know we're an east we're an East Coast pod, even though I'm on the West Coast. God damn it, Dodger Stadium! Step up your food. Are you kidding me? Losing well, you my mind. Hate the Dodger dog. You hate the Dodger dog. You think the Dodger dog's bad? It's just a hot dog, dude. It's like not. It's it's branding <laughs> without any substance. It's like Subway now. You know what I mean? It's like it's bad. Yeah, I it's, feel you. Uh, it's you just could, not good. Uh, gun to your head. Do you pick Quiznos over Subway now? Um, asking the hard-hitting sorry. questions on the podcast. Uh, do I pick Quiznos over Subway? I don't. I've only been to Quiznos like once. Really? There wasn't like a, a local Quiznos when you were growing up. Not really. I don't think so. Okay. Although okay. I remember they do the toasted sandwiches. I'm a big fan of a toasted sub or a toasted sandwich. <laughs> Don't you remember the ridiculous commercials in the early 2000s? I was just like a, a hand puppet saying toasty over and over again. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> really? Okay. We'll post it on our Twitter account, Brandon. Another thing that we'll say we'll post on our Twitter that we don't yeah, we ever don't. post on Twitter. Um, but Brandon, enough of the nonsense. We have a big show coming up. We're talking about the Mets winning a big series against the Braves in Atlanta. We're talking Phillies getting swept in a two-game series in Toronto. NL East All-Stars, Feast or Famine, DeGrom of the Week, Feast Fan Questions, Upcoming Schedule, and Feature Future Fans. But Brandon, before we get to all that, here's some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon. We got to talk Mets. You saw him in person. You saw him against the Marlins, who we're not talking about right now, Brandon. No, we're talking about the Atlanta Braves series. Took two of three, I believe. Does that sound right? Two of three against the Atlanta Braves, who were marching a comeback in the division. We're only two and a half games back at one point. Um, and the Mets did what they needed to do. Took the series. How are you feeling? Where are Mets fans' heads at? Worrisome going into the series, obviously. And also, we knew that uh, McNeil would be out on paternity leave. Congratulations to him and his family. Mm -hmm. And uh, Starling Marte had a little tight groin from the previous series. Um, And we knew it would be out. uh, The Mets knew that they would be out. Out? They'd be out with them. (laughs) No, you got this. Without them. There you go. Oh, God. (laughs) 
It's been... See, you got to retake <laughs> behind the curtain. Yeah. You just got to retake something. I did, but you're yes. gonna leave this in here, buddy. It's, that... Guess what? Yeah, <laughs> you're when, a uh, uh, The Wizard of Oz gets to keep uh, keep your mistakes <laughs> and, and, and get his own out. Yeah. So there was a paternity leave with Jeff McNeil um, yes. and Marte with the groin injury. Lindor's been on fire. I know he hit a couple big shots with, uh, against the Marlins in their series, and it looks like he did the same against the Braves as well. Yes, when the Mets need him most, Lindor has stepped up. Even today, they're playing the Cubs, RBI double in the first. Uh, but yeah, Lindor carried the offense again in this very important Brave series. He had a three-run homer in Game 3. Mm-hmm. He hit three fifty-seven over the entire three-game series, which was very much needed. Luis Guillorme was batting fourth in Game 3, Ooh. so like we needed we needed uh, Lindor to, to step up here. Escobar and Canna hit a couple of homers in Game 3 as well. Yeah, I mean, the Mets starting pitching was also dominant. It wasn't just Lindor and, and some homers like, they allowed only four runs. Their starting pitching only allowed four runs, and they were all off the home run ball. A brave special. Wow. Yeah, a brave special. I think for Matt sure. Olson hit two, and, and Austin Riley hit one, and uh, and uh, I think Adam Duvall as well. Um, but, yeah, so the Mets held their own, and it was good because you saw Braves fans getting cocky. Mm-hmm. They thought it was another Mets collapse. But I think one thing the Mets, like, held their own. There's going to be 12 more games after this. Yes. But – the Mets held their own, and they and they proved that it's this isn't this isn't this isn't your your dad's Mets. This isn't your dad's Mets. This isn't the twenty twenty one Mets even. This is a this is a yes. new Mets team that is rejuvenated and seems to be holding on, and just in time too. As you've got Scherzer back a couple weeks ago, and now Degrom's making a, a, a rehab start in uh, in Jacksonville right now, going up against the Marlins affiliate, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Do you expect that uh that he'll be in in a week, or you think it'll be another rehab start? What what's... it seems like. Uh, as the All-Star game's going on, it seems like Duran will be doing some sort of simulated game. Okay. And then he might be back after that, man. Maybe going to throw five innings or something against the Padres or Yankees series. So you think they start him out with a with a, a lower pitch count, like somewhere in like the 70s, 80s? I think so. I think they'll still build him up. They have to be very careful because like, if the Mets are in the playoffs, you want him and Scherzer being one and two. I mean, we've talked about the Marlins' a... biggest advantage being the starters in a playoff series. The, the Grom and Scherzer right. is unfair. <laughs> Those are the two, like, for whatever reason, if you're playing like a play-in game or if it's a, a best-of-three series, like... That's nightmare. Like you want you want nothing to do with those two starters. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little worried that <laughs> the Mets are getting back maybe the best pitcher in all of baseball. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but it, it's kind of leading up to the question that we asked a few weeks ago, which is, are the Mets going to be at the top of the division for the rest of the year? And it kind of feels like it's swaying a little bit towards that, Brandon. I don't know how you're feeling. I, I mean, I still think they have 12 more games, like I said, Bra- Braves and Mets. So I think this is a nice little, like, Precursor, but mm-hmm. of those, I think, uh, four series, three or four series remaining are going to be progressively more heated and probably more back and forth. Um, but I, it was nice to see that the Mets were able to limit the Braves' offense because that's the Braves' bread and butter, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yes, they gave up home runs, but they were all solo home runs. They were not, you know, they weren't getting many, uh, they weren't putting a lot of people on base, not a lot of walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it wasn't even, it was Scherzer in game one who, did exactly what he's supposed to do, but David Peterson in game two, the Mets lost that game, but he was great. He only allowed a two run homer to, to Matty Olson. Um, and then Chris Bassett also pitched well. He's had some blow ups this year. Yeah. Pitched well been, against, he's been hot against the, the Braves year, team. So yeah, it was encouraging. I think Mets fans, you know, after splitting the Marlin series, the Mets fans could ex- uh, exhale a little bit. And then they have, you know, they have the Cubs to, to end the first half. And I think they got to be feeling pretty good. Um, overall um and then for in regards to the braves like i said 
only homers this series. And it's like, that's how they win. That they is. strike out yeah. a lot. They hit a lot of bombs. It's like 80% um, of, uh, of winning teams hit more homers than the opposing team. It's like the, yeah. the most weighted statistic in all of baseball. Um, so they're two and a half games up right now. And the Braves continue to be one of the hotter teams in baseball. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we get a little bit more division competitiveness because outside of the Braves, it's the Phillies in third, nine games back, and the Marlins in fourth, 11 and a half games back. Do you know off the top of your head how many games back the Washington Nationals are from first place? I think they're 22 now. Okay, Is that right? you're, getting cl- you're getting warmer. It's worse than it's that? It's worse than that. <laughs> 25? It's 25 and a half. Oh my god! I know, I know. Yeah, they've really been losing a lot. Braves are playing them right now. I think they're winning five to two. Josh Bell, prime trade target. Uh, I think hit a two run bomb. But aside from that, I think they're losing five to two as we record. I got burned by the Nationals the other day because I took the under. Brandon, are you familiar with the the idea of an under in sports gambling? Uh, explain it to me again. I know sort of. Yeah, but like, you bet. I need, I so there, it, it was a, a nine runs total. If nine runs had been scored, it would have been a push. If less than nine runs, which is what I bet on, hit. Then I would make money, obviously, and if more gotcha. than nine runs were yep. scored, then then I would lose. Um, it was bottom of the ninth, two outs, six to one, I believe, and the total was uh, nine runs. And Juan Soto hits a three-run bomb with two <laughs> outs at the bottom of the ninth, uh, and it yeah, just ruined my bet immediately. I had the Mariners money line anyway, so it still hit, but like definitely was not a great moment. Juan Soto um, in the uh, in the home run derby, Brandon. Do we have that on the? We do have that on the on the. Oh yeah, so we'll get to that later. But Juan Soto um, showing his power, showing that he's very deserving to be in it. Um, but Brandon, we got to talk about the Phillies. They got swept in a two game series in Toronto, and now thank God they're not the Royals because then half of their team would be uh, <laughs> would be not the Ro- the Royals. Sort of uh, made people forget about the Phillies. Absolutely, going to Toronto. It, the Phillies were the the face of anti vax baseball players for a full year, and then the Royals said, and they were again for like a day this year, and then it turns out that. Forty percent of the Royals are not vaccinated, including yes. including their uh, their bigger stars. Um, but yeah, the Phillies drop a game to Toronto. Now, losing a series to Toronto is not the worst thing in the world. They're a very talented baseball team. Obviously, they have Vladimir Guerrero, who's one of the best players in baseball. Um, George Springer, who's never who hasn't lost a step yet. Now, um, the in contrast, though, the Phillies have been uh, giving up a lot of devastating bullpen losses, which is something that they're intimately familiar with. Um, Familia gives up the game-winning hit in the sixth after their bullpen in game one. Um, and then Wheeler, who's who's supposed to be one of their, their stronger starters, All-star, wrecked yeah. in game two, giving up six runs over four and two-thirds, including two homers to aforementioned Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and then Teoscar Hernandez. Um, and this is this is previous to the, the, the Jays firing their manager, right? Charlie Montoya? I think they... I think they won game one, okay. and then they fired him. So weird. So I think that was the thing. Yeah, I think there was something going on. We're not an AL East pod, although that would be good. Hey, there should be an AL East pod. Expand the brand. That, that shit's exciting. We'll start a Patreon, um, and then we'll, put on the, we'll, we'll do AL East content. We'll do t- oh, yeah, Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday, AL East, yeah, Thursdays, Thursday, NL East. No, perfect. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, they fired him on Tuesday, and I think there was some weird leadership thing going yeah. on behind closed like doors. And also, they too. are... They're, they would be in a playoff spot today, right? That's if the weirdest so. thing. Yeah, they fired a manager I, who's like, yeah, pushing them towards. I playoffs. think they just think they're underachieving for the talent. They are that better they have. than their record suggests, for sure. Mm-hmm. They're a very talented uh, overall baseball team. Um, but yeah, this is not indicative of Wheeler. We anticipate Wheeler to continue to be one of the better pitchers in the, in, in the National League. Um, 
but it comes at a weird space. The Phillies are in the fight for the wild card. And I know one of our fan questions that we'll get to later in the show directly addresses that. But um, if you're a Phillies fan, is this worrisome? Are you anticipating, uh, are you anticipating like a, this just kind of being a speed bump, a bump in the road, if you will. Uh, this also just kind of feels like the Philly season. It's been a roller coaster. They've been red hot or ice cold the entire time. There's never been like a consistency to them. Like the Mets feel like, they lose games, yes, but they're also winning series regularly. They're very, very rarely losing series. Um, and the Phillies just seem to be either losing a majority of their games or winning a, ma- a majority of their games. Brandon, do you, are you anticipating that's the rest of the year, or do you think that this is just kind of the spot that they're in right now? Yeah, I mean, I think the Phillies are what they are. I think they're still an 81-81 and 81 team, and they have not proven otherwise, really. Obviously, they've been a couple games over 500, but... If you look at their lineup, and I know, you know, I was looking at it from the Toronto series, which did not have Alec Bohm and JT Real Muto for <laughs> yeah. vaccination why, reasons. Okay, okay. I was going to ask, why was that, Brandon? Hmm. I think it's because they're anti-vax. Is it because they're anti-vax? The anti-vax all-stars. We're, we'll release a new We're one. We're We should back. release a new well, one, actually. A 2022 one. Let's release it on, or on the All-Star game hey, listen, on Tuesday. Listen, why not? Also, I love that uh, D.D. Gregorius can't be anti-vax, but he can be anti-blame the vax for his throwing shoulder. So that's, yeah. that's funny. He's like, I'm in Toronto, but I'm not happy. And I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the the thing that is bad is if they don't have people like Nick Castellano stepping mm-hmm. up, I think I saw that he's like bottom five on of F-War and like their entire 40-man roster, which is atrocious. Astonishing, yeah astonishing so if they don't have those big bats living up to their potential then it's like and harper isn't there it's like well they're dead in the water honestly yeah that's that's a huge aspect of the because the phillies as we've talked about numerous times on the podcast were built on the idea of high offense low defense and if if the guys who are supposed to be high offense are either injured or performing poorly then you just have average offense and bad defense, and that is not yes. the key to success. And then if Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler has pitched great this year, yeah. and this is just a little blip, but it's like if he has a start like that, then you're like, well, I guess we're screwed. This, this game's this, over. I mean? And also, it's, it's like I know the Marlins have rested a lot on this idea that Sandy's pitching in the series, so that's a guaranteed win. Yeah. And if, like, if your ace is not pitching like an ace... Then, then the series will is up happen for grabs. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah, they're human, exactly. But uh, yeah. the series is still up for grabs. Phillies fans... I wouldn't be too worried. I feel like the teams in the National League that are competing for the the wild card right now are either getting cold like the Giants who've lost like an astonishing amount of games um, or the Cardinals who I, for whatever reason, I can't buy in on the Cardinals. They always kick the Marlins ass and every time I see them, they're always playing well. But for whatever reason, I cannot buy into the Cardinals. Sure. The Cardinals are always going to be there. But I think that, I think the good thing about the the. The three-party wildcard system. Yeah. The three-team wildcard system. It, it shouldn't is... be a three-party system, Brandon. We've said this forever. <laughs> the third team. Okay, who's going to be the Libertarians? Is it going to be the Phillies or the Marlins oh, or the, the Giants? Phillies are Libertarians, please. They want no yeah. government intervention uh, regarding anything. 100%. There's something to be said. There's some Liberty Bell thing. Yeah. I'm not smart enough There's to make the connection. There's a pun there. We can't make it. Um, but, yes. Yeah, so, uh, I do think that's nice that... The Marlins are not out of it. The Phillies are certainly not out of it. Like the third, the third spot is going to be op- open for grabs in in the National League for I think quite some time. Yeah, like there's for sure. plenty of teams that can get in. Like the Pirates could technically still make a run at it for the third spot. The Pirates, right, good, the Pirates played but, the Marlins this uh, this week, and it, and it's they're one of those teams that always has the Marlins number. Um, and they're just they're better than you think they'd be. Like they're they're pesky. They're, yeah. yeah, they're pesky. Exactly. They're the John Birdie of baseball teams, Brandon. 
Yes. Did you, ben Gamble. <laughs> did you see, uh, Brandon, I, I sent you a text of all the Mets fans complaining about John Birdie. And I was like, you're not alone, dude. Well, I texted you because he was the only one that was uh, hitting Tywin Walker when I was there last Sunday. Yeah. And I was like, and I texted him and I go, I hate you this You already guy. didn't like, like Birdie. Yeah, you already did not I like Birdie. I despise Birdie. <laughs> and now he's, uh, he, he kind of got a little roughed up on a steal today, uh, sliding into second. The Marlins all around got pretty roughed up. I don't know if you were able to catch the the highlights of the, the Pirates. I saw Billy. Hamilton getting uh, getting need in the eye. Yeah. Right? What, so what's the rule with that? Are you allowed to block home plate? I guess now or like that was very clearly what? not a lot of options for him to go. I guess I think there is a rule in the sense of like where the ball is coming, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know. I'm not well versed in that. Yeah. It looked like whatever the rule was, what? it was broken. But <laughs> there's no there's no play called, and he was still. What would the safe. repercussions of that if it's broken? Is the catcher get ejected then? Catcher gets ejected. I mean, I guess if he was called safe because it was overturned and he was eventually called safe, then that would, I guess, be the consequence. But if he was already called safe, then there's... Like if someone... Okay, if let's go to second base then. If someone uh, takes out the second base, which mm-hmm. you're no longer allowed to do, the chase out lead mm-hmm. roll, or shortstop, excuse me, um, does the runner does the runner get ejected or do they just call it interference? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I would assume maybe it would be an automatic ejection. I don't know. We'll do some research. We're bad baseball fans. Okay. <laughs> We're bad bad baseball fans. No. Let's 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 uh let's get someone from the New York office to come on the podcast. Can someone please come on and talk about it? Uh and then Miguel Rojas lost a tooth today, dude. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. So like Birdie gets injured at second, sliding into second. Uh Billy Hamilton gets his left arm ripped off his body by the Pirates catcher, and then Miguel Rojas loses a tooth and immediately leaves the game and goes to a dentist. <laughs> it was the report, yeah. Dude, was it one of his front teeth? I don't know. I, I didn't get the details, but O'Neill did he Cru- collect the tooth? That's it. Didn't look like it. He he was very visibly hurt the moment it happened. Was he bleeding? Um, not that I saw. No, he must have been right. I think it was a chip tooth. Do you bleed from a chip tooth? There's no blood flowing through teeth. I don't think so. Okay. Think so. All right. Well, yeah. O'Neill. Cru- uh, uh, O'Neil, I don't like this. I know you don't like the topic. We could change it, Brandon. We could no. change it. Um, why don't we talk about the NL East All Stars? Because. Every team is obviously represented, um, but every team other than the Nationals has at least two, yeah, two, uh, two starters. And if you include home run derby participants, three. Um, let's get started with your Mets, dude. Edwin Diaz is an All Star. How do you feel? He, I mean, he was fi- he's been filthy recently. Nasty. Struck out the side against the Braves in Game One. Dominated the Marlins in the game that I saw mm-hmm. before it went to extra innings. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's finally living up to the potential, and at this point, like Mets fans have, I think it's finally shed the hatred yes. of 2019 Diaz, yeah. and I think Mets fans are finally happy with him, and if anything, want to sign him to a long-term contract, and he's gonna get, he's gonna make bank. My guy's Big gonna make money, bank yeah. wherever he goes. Would you rather have Diaz or uh, Hater right now? Diaz, Hater just gave up a um, a walk-off homer, I think, mm. against the Twins. Yeah, you know who has a better ERA than uh, than Josh Hader? A Marlin. Who, I'll give you a, Mar- a relief pitcher. Yeah. Anthony Bass. Anthony Bass. Yeah. <laughs> but Anthony Bass only pitches in the seventh and eighth, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. If Josh put Hader's- him in. The, put him in the ninth. Yeah, and, uh, he'll melt down. Um, he's Josh Hader's nephew, who's never thrown baseball. Ooh, um, Josh Mc- or, or Jesus, Josh McNeil, Jeff McNeil, Starling Marte, Edwin Diaz, and Pete Alonso, the the all stars for the Mets. Who's your favorite all star of those four, Brandon? Well, you know, I was I was pissed that McNeil was not top two. Yes, you were mad. I thought we he talked about it on the podcast. He should have been. Yeah, I, he should have been uh, top two with Jazz. Ozzy Albee should not have been not, top two. Yeah, not have been in. Um, but thankfully, because of the injuries to those lads, 
uh, McNeil is going to be in the game, and he's it's well deserved. I mean, he's an old school ball player. I think that's you know that's why he's a he's a high average lad. You he know, is, he's not yeah. he's not a slugging lad. Um, Position versatility lad too, which is important. Um, yes. Obviously, Starling Marte holds a special place in my heart because of his time with the Marlins um, and Pete Alonso. He's not my least favorite player in baseball because he's so boring that you need a personality to be your least he's favorite player. He's not boring. <laughs> Come on. Have you seen the the windshield, the car windshield commercials that he's been doing on MLB TV? No, I don't get oh, that. Oh, I got to show you them. It is. It might be in New York. Thing. It could, yeah, that's it. true. It could be a regional thing. But um, I'll send it to you. It's very funny how bad he is in front of a camera. <laughs> Oh, I've seen the. I've seen he does the car commercial with Tim Anderson, Ozzy Albies, and Walker Bueller. Hmm. Have you seen no, those? I haven't seen that. They have a a full. It's like a Chevy or something. They do a full commercial. Maybe together. that's an LA thing. Maybe we're both experiencing regional Pete Alonso <laughs> commercials. Oh. Wow. Have you seen the? Yeah. Have you seen the Tatis Bellinger? I think it's Dairy Queen commercials. Dairy Queen. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. those are funny. Don't you say like, oh, I want the Tatis. Blizzard, yeah, or the Bellinger thing? Blizzard. They're not that. Uh, they're not that dissimilar to, uh, from what I've seen. They seem to be pretty, pretty similar flavor profiles. You know what I say, Dairy Queen? I say you fucked up. I say Dairy Queen, Dairy oh. Queen, you fucked up because you should have had one West Coast player. Okay. And you should have one East Coast. You do Aaron Judge and you do Tatis. I thought you were going to say do Polar Bear Pete. Southern... I thought you were going to say Polar Bear Pete should have been it because he's a uh, you know, you, you know. Hey, you're you're one cold. step ahead of me. <laughs> a Pete, a Pete one's good too. We've um, once again stumbled across the idea that we're better at marketing baseball players than we are talking about talking about them on a talking podcast. Talking about baseball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spencer uh, Spencer Strider sliders that's still available. Hit us up, come on, people. No one's TM that yet. DM'd no that. one's trademarked. Um, that yet. The Braves have Ronald Acuna Jr., Dansby Swanson, uh, the Contreras Who? brothers, which Who? is. Oh, Who's sorry, Blansby Blonspin. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, the Contreras brothers, which will be a great story. Travis Darno and Max Freed, um, the most in the division by far, and all all pretty uh, pretty deserving, I think, at this point, right? Yeah, I think very deserving. Um, however, my guy Austin Riley getting snubbed is absurd. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't have six Braves players in the All Star game. Uh, yes, I know, but it's like. I mean, I know it's by position, but it's like him over Contreras. So. Yeah. Well, Contreras, Come does on, he man. qualify as the DH? Is that how he's getting in? Uh, I think I think DH okay. then. Because Harper's injured. Because Harper's so yeah, injured. Well, Garrett Cooper took Harper's spot. Oh, okay. So maybe it's... So maybe is he second catcher then, Contreras? I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't no, know. JT Realmuto is. So then it, maybe he's second DH. DH. Has to be DH, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, and Max Fried, who's been phenomenal. Um, Phillies get uh, Zach Wheeler, JT Brielmuto, and Schwarber in the Home Run Derby, Brandon. There's quite a lot of NL East Home Run Derby showdowns going on, but we'll get to that later. Dude, we have, yeah, we do have an NL East showdown. We'll get to that later. Um, and then the Marlins, Sandy Alcantara, uh, Jazz Chisholm Jr., and Garrett Cooper, who is a late add after. Um, is Jazz going to be healthy enough to play or no? Is he still It out? seems like he's going to be. It seems well. He thinks That's he's going to be so. You know, take it with a grain of salt. Every player thinks mm-hmm. that they're going to be healthy sooner than they actually are. But, um, but yeah, it seems as though he's going to be fine, which is good. More jazz on a national uh, on a national stadium or a national perspective is always a, uh, is sure. always a good thing. Um, and then the Nationals with uh, I almost said Austin Soto because of the way that our, our rundown is Juan Soto. Uh, oh wow, you throwing shade at me? No, no, no. I type the rundown. No, I'm not throwing shade. I'm throwing shade oh, at myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, Juan Soto obviously being the Nationals um, representation. We're still doing the uh, one player from every team, right? Is that still the thing that they're doing? Yes, I think you still. Okay. Yeah. So and even. 
even if that wasn't the case, Juan Soto is probably very deserving of the of an All Star sure. spot. Um, yeah, I'm glad to see that that there's so. I wonder. I would love to see what the statistics are regarding um, the number of players from each division. Like, does the NL East have more players than any other division? That's a great. That's a would great. Be NL West, would it be NL West? Would be NL West? Do you think? Yeah, but that would probably be all Dodgers and Padres, yeah, right? And, and a couple of Giants. Giants have Jock Peterson. Yeah. Uh, we'll tweet it out. Well, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, though. We won't. Um, we never. All I'm saying is the Austin Riley thing is absurd. Yeah. This man's going to get MVP votes. He's <laughs> the best offensive player on their team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, right now. Yeah, Michael Harris might want a word, but yeah, you're right. No, he's the, he's, he's the best <laughs> offensive player on, on their team right now. He has to be. So, it's, I don't know. I think... I, honestly, if you just pick by talent, I think almost all of these players, Mac, Austin Riley's more deserving than. Yeah. I, I'll say it. I think Machado, because of how hot he came out of the beginning, like he was very clearly the MVP yes. favorite at the beginning of the year. Now, Aaron totally. Otto surprised me. I was talking to a coworker yesterday at our softball game um, where I had one of my worst showings, Brandon. It was an embarrassing really? softball performance. We had a long week. Had a long week. I went 0 for 3. Hard line out to third. Whoa. Hard line out to left field, um, and then uh, a grounder to shortstop. I was not running as hard as I could have been, and then I saw the shortstop bobble the ball, so I started sprinting. That that herky jerk movement led me to tripping over first base and 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 rolling in, into a, a a ball of a ball of embarrassment afterwards. Oh no, not I'm good. sorry. Not no good. one laughed. Though. Everyone's respectful. Nobody adults, laughed. Right? We're all adults now. Nobody's laughing at these kind of things. But uh, but not great. Um, yeah. And then Arenado. I don't know. Is Arenado's good? I I don't really have a have an opinion on whether or not he's deserving. I haven't really taken a deep dive into his statistics. But um, yeah, Austin Riley very deserving. I just know they can only pick so many positions and. But come on, man. I don't know. I think if you're a Braves fan, you got to be heated about that. I'd be really pissed. Take it to Twitter, Braves fans. Tweet about it. Yeah, I haven't seen Braves fans step up. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Get a little more angry, Braves fans. Uh, Brandon, all right. We got uh, we got some more segments coming up. Uh, we got our classic segments, actually. We have Feast or Famine, Degrama the Week, Feast Fan Questions, the upcoming schedule, and the return of future future fans. But first, before we do that, here's some ads. <laughs> Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org. Or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon, just in time for some of our classic bits. Now, we have Feast or Famine coming up. No music, but if there were music, it would be... Da 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 feast or famine. famine. I'll start, Brandon. Our feast of the week is the home run derby NL East showdown. Now, it was confirmed today that we have Pete Alonso versus Ronald Acuna Jr. in the first round of the home run derby. Brandon, who do you like there? Oh I well, obviously soft spot for Pete, mm-hmm. but I think Schwarber's gonna challenge him, especially Dodger Stadium. Lefty, that right field's pretty tasty for, yeah. for left handed hitter. Um 
I th- I, I predict a Schwarber Alonso showdown at the end. Whoa. Okay. So I you do. And and who wins? Has anybody gotten triple uh, if, like like back to back to back home run? Dinners? No, I think this would be the first. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to say Pete from an emotional standpoint, but I was like, I don't know. I think Schwarber might actually have him. A betting man, I might actually go Schwarber. Uh, a fun part about this is that Albert Pujols is going to be in the, the home run derby, too. So Dude, if, what if Pujols just annihilates that'd everyone? Be so that'd be amazing. Fun. That'd be so fun. And a former Dodger, don't forget, Brandon, returning to his That's hometown right. crowd. Yeah. Um, I, I and like, Angel. And Angel. Angel. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, Los Angeles guy. I, uh, I like Acuna. I think Acuna is probably going to be underrated. If we're talking from a betting perspective, his odds will be great. I say Acuna is is the is who I'm picking for the the home run derby or Soto. I guess wow. I could see Soto out of the NL. Should we make a bet? Should we check the? Uh, I don't know if you can bet. I'll check the odds later. We'll tweet about it, Brandon. Okay. Uh, we'll let people know. <laughs> we have a lot of things to tweet about. But why don't you fill us in on our famine of the week, my guy? Our famine, Phillies anti-vax players, guys. I know, like we said, the Royals overshadow you because their shit is absurd, but. Star players on this Phillies team not showing up to Toronto. JT Real Muto, Alec Bohm, Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson. Guys. What are you doing? And JT, did you hear JT Real Muto's quote? I read it, but why don't you recap it for me? He said, I'm not going to let Canada tell me what I do and don't put <laughs> in my body for a little bit of money. It's just not worth it. Oh, the little bit of money is the thing that set people off because like his salary over that series was over $250,000, right? Dude. It was insane. Just king, king dick move. <laughs> Just a man. little bit of money. Also, I love the idea of him getting mad that Canada's going to tell him what to do. I know. It's such like a that socialized mess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, I hate that we have By to the way, if, if you're listening to our podcast and you liked us before and, and you're, you have conservative <laughs> values, bad news, pal. I got some. Uh, yeah. Check our Twitter feed from uh, a few weeks ago, and I think you know yes. where we stand politically. You know where we stand. Um, and then thankfully, though, the Royals took over the, the crown of the anti-vax teams. Did you see Whit yeah, Merrifield a has a um, the second baseman and outfielder for the, for the Royals has a college um teammate who died of COVID-19 and he's still digging his heels in to be anti-vax. That's an impressive level of anti-vaccination. My God. Insane. Hey, I'll, I'll look at it from a positive perspective. At least young guys in the Royals are going to get a chance in Toronto. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. That's a positive way to look at it. But also the Royals front office must be so pissed because also they're probably, they're going to trade Ben Attendee. And I think what Merrifield was also on the, uh, is yeah, on the they're, they're, block, right? yeah, they're sellers for sure. They're sellers for sure. And now the AL teams, it takes 15 teams out of, or not 15, I guess less, whatever teams are competitive, yeah. seven teams or something out of but the sweepstakes for them because they might, they might, or they will play the Blue Jays. Yes. And then now anybody who's unvaccinated is not going to be able to perform in the playoffs for them. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Um, Brandon, what we do have coming up next though, is our Dagrama da Dagrama da week. It's your boy. It's my boy, Nick Fortes. Uh, speaking of JT Real Muto, we got another JT Real Muto in Miami, and his name is Nick Fortes, hitting for power, hitting for contact, speedy, uh, threw O'Neal Cruz out not once but twice today. Amazing. In the in the Pirates-Marlins uh, Pirates Marlins early afternoon game. Um, I think all of Marlins' Twitter at this point is screaming for him to be our starting catcher. Maybe keep Stallings to catch uh, Pablo and Alcantara because obviously – there's some sort of uh, connection between the two. Both those players have been pitching very well this season. But Nick Fortes has surprised a lot of people, so much so that you know about him, which I feel like is a good indication of Marlins' success. Absolutely. I mean, I when I uh, saw the Mets play the Marlins, I looked at Jacob Selling's stats on the Jumbotron, and I was <laughs> I think I texted you. I was like, dude, 
what it's he's bad. like minus 1.1 war it's like it's dude, what is happening right now yeah um, um and fortes had obviously he had clutch walk off against the mets in, in mm-hmm. miami um mm-hmm. he's had some clutch hits and he's i know he hasn't gotten you know consistent playing time necessarily but it's like yeah. he's hitting well he's hitting for a decent average um and defensively he's been impressive i think he's yeah. impressing people He's had, he's had 66 at-bats so far this season, which is more than twice that he had last season. Hitting 273 for average and 845 OPS. I mean, that is That's awesome. phenomenal for the position, especially. Um, let's see more of him. I know he DH'd a little bit this last series. There's been instances where he's he's, he's been able yeah. to just be out there as a hitter, as an offensive player. Um, but yeah, Nick Fortes, shouts out to you. Hope to see more of you. It also helped that uh, Jacob Stallings... While being incredibly disappointing so far this season, um, the major trade piece that we gave up, Zach Thompson to the Pirates, got a not shell. Honestly, he had a great game against us, but but got the L in the game. Um, so that that kind of healed a little bit of the wounds, Brandon. That that did a little bit of the the healing process for us. Yeah, and the Marlins need offense. So I think at this point you have to. I guess the bad thing is you traded people for Jacob Sawings, so you don't yeah. want to just bench him or make him the backup catcher yeah. but at a certain point you got to try to you know and the marlins have played well recently overall last like 10 15 games or so but my god it's like you guys got to get some more offense and if you want to get that if you want to get the be the third in that wild card the third party yeah, you want to be the third gotta party. get some more offense fish we didn't talk about this but incredibly bad luck on my part that when the marlins go on a long win streak we're both out of town and unable to record a podcast where i can brag awful we could have recorded at city field we could have recorded at City Field. I know. Curse my cousin for getting married. How dare, How dare you, cousin? <laughs> um, all right, Brandon. We have Feast fan questions. Uh, first time in three weeks that it's not just Marlins being the only question. that Where we are this, you, just Marlins? We miss you. Come we back. miss you. Come on. Maybe the tweet went a little under their radar. Who's to say? Um, but Brandon, call me Cassian uh, at Fontano Nate. Did I pronounce that properly? Fontino? I think so. Okay, Fontaine yeah. Nate. Uh, can the Phillies stay afloat in the wild card, or does this slump mean season's end? Brandon, what do you think? We touched on this a little bit. I don't think it means season end. Like I said, mm, they can I still get that agree. third party and get that wild card slot. Yes. Um, so, no, it definitely doesn't mean season end. You want to see more consist- consistency from Castellanos, um, and hopefully the Phillies can keep pick up some bullpen pieces too because that's still i know they had a moment where they were like had the top era but it seems like there was a week of, or two yeah where they were they've they were gone really back high. to the norm a little bit so uh, they should definitely pick up a couple bullpen pieces um and probably another bat too honestly maybe a sh- maybe a, a shortstop because stott and uh and Didi have not been f- phenomenal I'm not done it no i agree phillies fans do not sweat there's plenty of baseball left to be played. Um, don't forget the Nationals are in your division, and they're not going to pull an Orioles and turn out to be the uh, a great baseball team out of the middle of nowhere. Um, so you got some free wins under your belt there. No offense, Nationals fans. No, don't be worried. This is not season's end by any stretch of the imagination. I agree with Brandon. I think that the Phillies are going to be buyers at the end of the year or at the end of the trade deadline, not sellers. Um, so, yeah, hold Pat. Let's see what happens. I know that their, uh, their schedule coming up here soon uh, is against a division rival that can be frisky sometimes, Brandon. Uh, but yeah, don't don't give up, Phillies fans. Do not give up. Speaking of upcoming schedule, Brandon, why don't you tell the people what to expect over the next seven days? The Mets are in Chicago. That's it. We're only doing one series this week because All-Star Game, Home Run Derby's after Oh, okay. That. So that, only one I series. I was looking at the rundown. It was a little confused. Yeah, but that's yeah, why. Yeah. All-Star Game's right after. So we're just doing this little weekend jaunt. Uh, Mets playing the Cubs four-game series. They're winning 5 nothing as we record right now. Mm-hmm. Um 
Braves are playing the Nationals in Washington. I believe they are winning as well right now. Five to three, um, top of the ninth, yeah. Very nice. Uh, Phillies and Marlins playing the, the battle for the wild card. That'll be a fun one. That Phillies will be a fun one. and Marlins in Miami. Um, and then, uh, as we said, Nationals are playing the Braves. Uh, what's your most exciting series? I think it's got to be Phillies Marlins, right? Phillies Marlins. Uh, yeah, that's got to be it. Right? It's definitely not Nationals be, yeah. Braves. Mets yeah. Cubs. The Cubs yeah. have been really disappointing so far this season yeah. as well. Um, yeah, Phillies Marlins. Let's see a battle of the wild card, a battle of the 11 and a half games back and the nine games back teams in the NL East. Let's see what happens. Um, who do you think takes the series, Brandon? The Phillies Marlins series? Mm-hmm. Well, you're missing Wheeler, right? Yes. Um, Jazz won't be back. Sandy Maybe is Brady's pitching. A- yeah, maybe Birdie's on the IL. Who knows? I say, you know what? I say Marlins continue the good juju. They did a walk-off today. I say Marlins take the series. Phillies uh, carry the Toronto Blues down to Miami. I love that. I think that uh, I think the last 12, of the last 12 games the Marlins have played, six have gone to extra innings. Isn't that insane? I know. Yeah, they've been in extra innings. I guess that's what happens when you have good pitching, low offense. But That is, yeah, it's it, it hurts because it's true, Brandon. That is completely what is going on. We got some feature future fans this week, Brandon. Now, we got future um, fans. We have we've kind of neglected this for for uh, but m- we I guess want months at to this meet point. new people. We're trying to branch out. We're doing our best. We uh, we care, Brandon. Why don't you get it started with the first feature future fan? We got the great. I think it's Noche K N O C H E at Kenosh? the great. Uh, <laughs> at the great Noche, uh, he's a fantasy fantasy baseball sports betting beer guy. Sounds like you, Sam. Is that you? <laughs> that's true. That's true. There's uh, a lot of similarities there. He's a professor. Slash handicapper at theoddsbreakers.com. I think he says he has a had about like a three point something percent return on investment for his hey, his bets. And gambling, that's not bad at all. We'll take mm-hmm. that any day. Um, after that, we have Alex Hansen at Alex underscore Hansen 05. He says, Edwin Diaz is better than your closer. The number one David Wright fan. Brandon, is this your burner account if the last one is mine? Mm-mm, it's not, but I agree with your <laughs> statements, Alex. Do um, you think Edwin Diaz is uh, is better than any closer in baseball right now? I guess maybe true, right? I think it is true. Liam Hendricks has had his struggles a little bit. Hater has. There's um, that. Was it Romano? Was the, was the Blue Jays guy for a while mm-hmm. that was really hot at the beginning of the season? Yeah. Kenley Jansen been pretty good. I know he had a, his heartbeat issue, but... Uh, He's been pretty good. But he's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, Curve at Curve125. He's a college student who posts about sports, politics, and general nonsense. That sounds like us. Sports, politics, like general us. nonsense. I'm seeing a lot of similarities between us and the feature future fans of this week. You 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 know, it's how you it's how you make friends. You That's find true. Some, some similarities. Um we also have Matt at Matt OB8. He's a Nats fan. We He's love a, a Nats, Nats fan. fan. He, I saw him talking to our friend Max Max Raymond. Uh, he does a great job with uh, districts on deck. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Matt. Uh, who else we got? We got Concerned Citizen at Shelf Employed. We love a good pun, Brandon. That's a good pun. Mm-hmm, we have Librarian, Wife, Mom, Concerned Citizen, and Phillies Fan. Not necessarily in that order, especially during baseball season. I misread that initially and thought it said Libertarian, Wife, Mom, and Concerned <laughs> Citizen. And I said, Brandon, what are you doing? Sorry, I'm pulling a lot of Libertarian stuff. <laughs> we're, we're trying to appeal to the Libertarian demographic, but Brandon... That's the show. Why don't you tell the good people out there where they can find you? You can follow Gary Johnson at... I'm kidding. Come on. I'm doing a bit <laughs> Aleppo? Here, What's Aleppo? <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Brando Grosso. Where can people follow you? 
Follow me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show at NL Feast on Twitter. Email us nlfeastpod at gmail.com. When I figure out the password, I will break in and I will read those emails. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Any five-star review will be read on the show. Um, reference the last episode where that happened, if you don't believe us. Um, what am I missing? Brandon, is that it? It says explain we won't have an episode next week, but I believe oh, that, that was all. from. We're going to have an episode next week. We'll don't be, be back next week, even though there will be an all-star break going on. But Brandon, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, bye-bye. 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 <laughs>